Welcome to the Podcast Connector. I'm Christina Rice, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Kelsey Goldstein and Abby Frank. We run the Podcast Connector, a service that connects podcast hosts and aligned guests, like a dating service for podcasts. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes stories and tips about the podcasting world, while also introducing you to some amazing people in health, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and personal development. If you'd like to get booked on podcasts or get connected with aligned guests, head to thepodcastconnector.com. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at thepodcastconnector. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Connector. Today, Abby and I have our beloved friend and kick-ass solopreneur, Sam Oliver, joining us. And we're so excited to talk to her because we love her. Oh my gosh. Hi. I'm really excited (laughs) to be here too. No, you can tell um, how much I love you, but how are you doing, Sam? I'm doing really great. And I love you both too so much. This is just like catching up with friends now. Yeah, just hanging out. Well, Sam, for anyone listening who doesn't know you, why don't you go ahead and just tell them about Sam and what it is you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Sam. I am a solopreneur, but I also am a business strategist and coach for other solopreneurs who are relatively new to this space of doing things all on your own, maybe starting your own business or wanting to leave your job so that you can have the freedom that you really do desire. I love it. And I actually want to jump in with a pretty fun question. For me, it's fun. You might hate it. <laughs> so we know what you do now, but I know you have quite the career history. And I'm wondering if you could walk us through some of your past jobs because I personally find it really interesting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Where do you want me to start? Like the beginning? Yeah. Start from the beginning. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you have time. Did I just open a can of worms? <laughs> you did. You actually did. Um, okay. So when I was in high school, I started a bakery and I was doing baking and it was mainly for like graduation parties, things like that. And then from there I, um, went and like, I guess I graduated into farmer's markets and weddings and my mom came on board and helped me with it. And this kind of went on through college and after college, uh, well, actually during college, I started dabbling into social media management and I kind of merged that with the whole wedding event space. And I started working with event coordinators who they weren't really sure how to market their abilities or their services, like where their audience even lived. And Instagram was kind of starting to be a new, like used as a tool in a way, rather than just like posting random pictures with Mm -hmm. like the nine filters you had the option to use. (laughs) Um, And so from there, I kind of just became known as like the person to go to for social media, whether it was like just understanding how to use it or, um, have being hired to run people's accounts or create content for people. Um, and then after that, I'm sure I'm like missing things because I feel like I've done so many things, but I kind of dipped out of that and worked in consulting, um, lightly touching on strategy. I did some wellness blogging in between all of it and kind of I'm here. (laughs) Oh, podcasting. I did podcasting. I'm still in (laughs) podcasting, um, as I'm also doing strategy. So there's so many things that I don't even remember. You've done it all, girl. You've done it all. But it actually all makes kind of sense to me. Like I see the progression. So that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. When you first told me you had like a million jobs in the past, I assumed they were all super random, but I actually see the flow now. The flow. Yeah. I mean, for what I do, like turning around and kind of looking back at everything, I definitely understand the steps, 
But if you add in like the just random jobs that I did, I mean, I worked at an ice cream store. I've worked in like shirt printing. I've done uh, hospitality with like apartment selling. I mean, I've done a lot of things for other people, but for myself, I've kind of, it makes sense. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. So you're an expert on all things solopreneurs and I'd like to know, so being a solopreneur yourself and also just working with your clients, what are some of the most common sticking points you see with solopreneurs that block them from achieving everything they're capable of? Mm. It's kind of, I think when you ask the question, it stirs up a lot for people probably listening and it's probably all the same thing, even though as a solopreneur, you do so many different things. You know, you can have a service-based business, a product-based business. You could be in e-commerce. I mean, who knows what you're doing, but we all kind of hit the same blocks mentally. So I think I'll attack this from just like my lens. Definitely the number one thing that I think we all kind of touch on, even myself, is that imposter syndrome and comparisonitis. So there's like, I'll take it from a coaching lens. So there's a million coaches out there, right? Everyone and their mother's a coach now, but there's only one coach with your experience and your approach. And that's you. And so I think that's a big thing that we tend to forget when we're on Instagram and we're seeing all these people doing like mm. everything and comparing yourselves to all the other coaches out there. But we tend to forget, like nobody's approaching it from my lens of experience. So that's definitely a huge one. I'd say another one is, and I think at least Abby, I think you can attest to this oh, is, <laughs> is like hiring when you're ready to hire rather than hiring before you're ready. Mm. So that might be a little, like people might be listening. Like, I don't get that. Why would I hire someone before I'm ready to hire someone? The moment you're like, Hmm, I should probably get help is when you need to get help. Don't like sit on that for another month or two. You're <laughs> going to get overwhelmed. You're going to like continue to wear every single hat. You're going to be burnt out. And, that's and then you got to train thing. someone on top of yeah. all that. <laughs> yeah. And then you don't know if it's going to work out. Then you might have to go through like a rehiring process. I think it's a big, important thing to talk about. You know, like if you're in a position where you need some help, whether that's with a virtual assistant or a coach or just a, a mentor, someone to talk to a group to be a part of, um, as soon as you think it start researching and get into it because Otherwise you're going to be burnt out and you're going to be like, shit, I should have done this like two months ago. Mm -hmm. I'll do one last one because I think this is kind of one that really hit me and it's the whole saying yes to everyone and everything and doing all of the things when you're starting your business. And I'll take this from the social media management lens. I said yes to absolutely everybody. And by everybody, I mean, like if they were like, Hey, I need help and I'll give you 20 bucks. I was like, yes. There's a fine line between developing kind of a client list and a book and learning experiences through clients and just overloading so much so that you get burnt out so much quicker. And then you don't know your value in all of that. It's kind of a, a tornado effect. And I definitely recommend say, saying no. And it's hard when you're first starting out because you're like, if I say no, I won't have a client and I won't make any money. And that's not the case. The more no's you say, the closer you get to the clients you want to say yes to. Yeah. And I think that also ties into standing in your worth and like, where do you want to be and only allow yourself to step into that person and take on clients that bring you closer to that goal. Exactly. So I see what you're saying. And as a people pleaser over here, I love to just say yes to everyone. Cause I love to help everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. But again, I mean, you sometimes have to just zoom out and see the bigger picture for yourself and like what's best for you in the long run. 
and your mental health. (laughs) I got to a point where I was saying yes to a ton of clients that it didn't make sense for me. Like I remember I was doing social media for this Botox company. Like I don't write on brand. I know. Right. That's so me like no offense to anyone who's in that business, because if you're passionate about it, great, awesome, wonderful. But like I wasn't, and I was trying to create content and copy for a person's brand that like really didn't align with my values and my brand. And that made it difficult So not only was I being paid a really, really small amount that I should have fought for more, but I was also doing something I didn't want to be doing. And it just made the approach every day that I had to show up for that client. I was like, like, I hate this. I don't want to be doing this. Why did I say yes? And that's not good energy to put into your business, but it's also very unfair to that client's business. Yeah. I actually think it's a gift to be able to choose who you work with because I come from a social media background as well in an agency as everyone who listens to this podcast has heard a million times, but I did not have the choice of which clients I got to work with. And I had to (laughs) write copy for all these people where I'm like, I don't know how to step into this person's shoes. Like, I don't know what the client wants and I'm forcing myself to make this content. And because I'm forcing myself and it's coming from that energy, I feel so zapped. And so just remember that as a solopreneur, like you have the gift and the ability to tailor your business to what you want it to be. How was that experience for you when you couldn't really decide for yourself, but yet you had to still work with those people? Yeah, it was draining. And honestly, (laughs) I always wished like, if we ever got a client that happened to be in a field I was excited about, like the environmental field or the fitness and health field, I would be, I would crank out the best content ever. And I was on top of the world, but then I'd have to switch gears quickly and start writing about like defense attorneys and just like all this stuff (laughs) that I didn't exactly love. And it like, it threw off my day completely. And it threw off I mean, honestly, yeah, it drains you. It drains you when you're not doing something that lights you up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the whole point of being a solopreneur is doing something that lights you up. And yeah. when you're choosing from the beginning to say yes to something you already know is a no, you're going to have to deal with that at some point. Like whether you wait a year, two years or a month, like you're going to have to have that hard conversation. And that's mm-hmm. going to be just as hard as saying no in the beginning to something that's not in line with you. Harder, Even probably. harder. Yeah. yeah even harder because then you've built a, an entire business around clientele that doesn't align with your vision mm-hmm. and having those conversations with yourself first and then with other clients that's going to that's going to suck honestly and it does yeah. suck and that's actually why like i had such a hard time transitioning out of the role of social media manager to strategist because i was like i don't I don't even, I feel like I'm starting all over again. I don't even know like who I want to work with or what I want because I've said yes to so many things I should have said no to. So what the heck is a strategist? I feel like that is a complex word in this realm. So tell us more about what you, what you offer. What, why does everyone need a strategist? I think strategy has become a little bit of a buzzword. So Mm -hmm. I will be honest. I don't fully align with the word strategist because it's one of those words that people are like, I don't really know what that means. Mm -hmm. For me, my version of strategy is looking at your entire business as a whole and talking with you, sitting down with you, seeing where it is that you want to get to, seeing where you are and helping you kind of create those stepping stones to that point. So it's aligning with your vision, understanding your dreams, but then when you're running a business by yourself, you are so close 
to the business and to the core of your why that you can get really lost and not be able to see every other moving part of the business and what's happening. That's what happens when you wear 10,000 hats in a day. Like your HR, your marketing, your CEO, you know, you're doing all of these things and it's really difficult to just step back and see it all. And so for me, that's what strategy is. It's someone who can come in and take a look at all of it and kind of get that bird's eye view and then dip in, fix the one thing or change this or alter that or offer guidance on this area and then pop back out and like kind of see the puzzle as it's broken apart, but then slowly help it kind of come together. I love that. I feel like everyone needs that because like you said, people are too close and in it. And I don't think a lot of people offer what you offer. That's a huge game changer to just break apart every single little piece of someone's business and just tweak, tweak, tweak until it's a well-oiled machine. That's amazing. Thank you. I also love to add, like, I'm particularly woo myself. Join the girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I love adding elements of, you know, spirituality or, I mean, I'll just like compass it as woo because there's human design, there's astrology, you know, there's manifestation, all of these things Mm -hmm. that I think play a really big role into the businesses that we're starting to birth now. But if we add them to businesses that we've created in the past, I think we're really going to see complete expansion. Me too. And that's kind of, that kind of goes back to stepping into your worth and like, you know, going back to two, when you decide, decide that you're ready to hire, you're basically making the decision for your business that it's going to expand to the point where you do fully need someone else underneath you handling certain tasks. So it's really stepping into the person you want to become. And like I said, that's part of manifestation so that your business can get to where you want it to go. Absolutely. Totally agree. That kind of brings me to the thought of hustle culture in solopreneurship. So what are your thoughts on hustle culture and how do we get away from that and implement a work smarter, not harder mindset? This is a point that is really, I'm exploring. So in human design, I'm a projector. And as a projector, we're, we, we thrive in working quickly and efficiently because we kind of see the future in a way. And we're like, oh, why are you doing this, this, and this when you can just do this to this? Like, come on. And (laughs) so I think projectors are kind of leading the way into this new paradigm, if you may, where of work, of how we're working. So to me, hustle culture is something that I believed in for a long time because I thought that to get something you wanted that was worth like receiving, you had to work your ass off for it. And if you didn't work your ass off for it, why are you doing it? But now as I'm learning more about myself and how I work best and really the flow of a work-life balance for me, hustle doesn't fit into that equation at all. So I guess for people who maybe don't know human design, know theirs or aren't projectors, I still think you can kind of agree that like the hustle just sucks. Like when you're working constantly and just are overwhelmed and overworked, does that actually help your business? No. <laughs> Abby I and I that's... are both, uh, Abby's a, pro- no, sorry. Abby's a generator and I'm a manifesting generator. Totally get what you're saying. And I feel like both of us can probably say that, like I mentioned before with my previous job, I can work all day long, but I'm going to feel drained as hell if I'm doing something that I don't love. Mm-hmm. So yeah. While I have a lot of capacity for work, um, I'm going to feel completely different based on what I'm doing. 
Yeah. And for generators, it's if it, you're not doing something that's lighting you up, like you, it's like banging your head against the wall. Right. When you yeah. do what you're aligned with doing, it's like the universe just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You could go all day. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. That's just like work-life balance in general, I feel like is a problem in every aspect, not just solopreneurship, but I feel like as an entrepreneur, we're held to this standard that's so much higher, even than the people who clock in nine to five, because the odds are against you, you know? Mm -hmm. I think last year as awful and horrible as it was, it kind of shed a light onto, Hey, systems need to change. Like we can't keep going on and on like this. And, you know, you saw, companies that for the longest time were like, no, we can't have people working from home. They wouldn't do anything actually see their businesses get a lot more money and their workers were a lot happier. We're in a better set of mind. They were, you know, there are some people who working from home doesn't work for them and that's fine. And they're excited to go back to work. That's great. But a bulk of the industry has changed into offering, you know, work from home half the week, work from home. You know, you could have a remote job now, from a year that was awful, it gave us this opportunity to look at things in a new light. Yeah. And and going back to working smarter, not harder, it's like you could work your ass off all day, but are you going to feel rejuvenated enough to come back to work the next day and give it your all? Like, no, (laughs) I don't think anyone can say yes to that. So this also goes back to the spirituality piece, but just like prioritizing your rest and your self-care and making sure that you're doing things you like. Of course, all of us have tasks that we don't enjoy doing, but that's where the rest comes into play. Like that is why it's so important so that you can recover from those tasks that do drain you and show up fully the next day. And I feel like you'll make much bigger strides approaching your work that way, regardless of your human design type or your schedule or whatever, than if you were to just grind and grind away until you had nothing left. Yeah. I think that's where that saying you can't pour from an empty cup comes in. Yeah, I think, I think it was actually Christina in one of our mastermind calls who brought up, um, and I'm probably going to totally botch this, but the idea of like, you should always be pouring from an overflowing cup Yeah, because then you just have things to give. And if you're always overflowing, so if you're always taking care of yourself, putting yourself first, saying no, when you should saying yes, when it feels good, like you never have to worry about your cup being empty and you needing to like take a break from everything to go fill it because you're just kind of living in this state of like, overfilled cup. I'm ready to give more. I'm approaching life in a good and healthy way. I think that's kind of the goal to get to. And it's possible. I feel like for a long time, we always felt like, oh, I could never have what she has, or I could never, you know, get to that place in my business. And now it's like, Mm. why not? So do you think that a solopreneur can achieve all that they're meant to achieve while never hiring out while just working for themselves? I don't see why not. I think it would depend on what they're doing for Mm -hmm. sure. But I also would kind of answer your question with a question in for anyone listening that's like, yeah, I I don't ever want to hire anybody. Where is that coming from? Mm -hmm. You know, is it coming from like you wanting to have ownership over everything? Is it coming from needing control? Um, Is it coming from probably some type of money mindset thing that needs to be worked through? Because at the end of the day, like, I think we become solopreneurs because we want to help people. And so hiring out and providing jobs and that type of space for another person, potentially another solopreneur, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, an employee, it can always be a freelancer, but I think having help just makes you have a more successful business personally. I love that perspective. Yeah. So I guess on the flip side of that, 
what are some traits of the most successful solopreneurs you see who are just tackling everything on their own, hitting it out of the park? (laughs) They ask for help. Honestly, they do. And that doesn't necessarily mean like they hire somebody. It to me, like asking for help could just be like phoning a friend. Like we're just hey, accepting help too when it's offered. Yeah. I feel like we're so conditioned to refuse it because it makes us weak or we feel like that means we can't do it ourselves, even though we know we're capable. So. I think that's tied into that hustle culture thing too. It's like, yeah, I'm the one that built this. I'm the one that busted my ass for this. I'm not gonna let somebody else take the credit or you know, whatever. But I definitely think um, asking for help and accepting help, that's a huge part of somebody who is in alignment. And I think I'd like to switch out like alignment for success because success looks very different for every person. You know, some people's success is 10K days and some people it's like helping five people. So Mm -hmm. I think getting in alignment with like your values and your mission and what that looks like for you before saying success, I think that's like a really big part of being a solopreneur in general and doing that like right off the bat before it's too late. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what else would be like something that I see outside of asking for help and receiving help, um, taking time for themselves for sure. Uh, refilling their cup or keeping it in this like state of overflowing abundance, Mm -hmm. um, having a deep connection to their why. I think it's really easy as a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, to lose the sight of why they started something when they get really in it and they're so close to everything they're doing. So if you're in like a state of overwhelm or kind of feeling stuck or the energy feels really heavy in your business, I invite you to take a step back and revisit your why in why you started all this. So I'm a part of a lot of different Facebook groups. Thank you, Abby, where (laughs) I learn from other solopreneurs and entrepreneurs. And they're all right now talking about how heavy the energy is. And they're just kind of reminding one another, like, Hey, why did you start this? Hey, who do you support? Hey, who do you serve? I think those are really good buzzwords to be using rather than looking at like, have you hit your goals? Are you successful? That, that feels like when I say that, this even what I have feels, to do today, right. It feels mm-hmm. like very repetitive, very masculine, very, I need to do this. I have to do that. Not, I want to do this. I love to do that. Yeah. And is that something a business strategist can help you with? I'd say so. It's identifying. It's, yeah. It's identifying. It's reminding you where you came from. It's revisiting all of that. Like there's a client that I worked with who, she started her business in one direction and she's completely switched where she's going with it. And that's what feels really good to her. And I have another client where she's kind of in the same boat and rather than like fighting it, which I think we tend to want to do because we're like, no, I started it this way. Like I need to keep going this way. This is how I'm known. This is why people come to me. Like if you, if you don't want to do it anymore, that's okay. You can totally change your business. That's the beauty of being a solopreneur. You can wake up one morning and be like, actually, this is what I'm going to do now. I think we often forget how much freedom we have as business owners. And again, that's the whole reason you went and work for yourself. Most likely. Yeah. Even (laughs) as people we get caught in this like web where we can't zoom out. Yeah. I'm, I'm constantly reminded by some of the podcasts that I listen to and people that I surround myself with that, like, I'm the only one who's spending time thinking about myself. (laughs) Nobody else is like, nobody goes to bed and they're like, Oh my God, Sam changed her bio again. (laughs) Like that doesn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Besides like I'm, my close friends. I appreciate friends. Sam when she changes things. But yeah, I think well, like, like we have this fear to, to change like a word in our bio or what we identify as or what we want to be doing. And it's like, isn't that kind of why you started this? Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask. I think that it's hard to discern too. Like when you go, when you were talking about your, like knowing, going back to your why. So how do you know the difference between like when it's time to make a shift and when it's time to like zoom out? Or do you have tips on how to navigate a shift and make sure you're making a shift for the right reason and going in? I mean, you're never going to know the -hmm. result of your shift, but to feel good about it and like, it's going to make a positive impact on your business. Yeah. That's a really good question. So I think the first step would be to, to zoom out Mm -hmm. and, and kind of realign yourself with the basics, the foundations of your business. Why did you start this? Is this just, um, you know, something that's come up because of who you're content or who you're consuming content wise? Um, are there people in your space who are making similar changes to what you're wanting to make? Um, you know, looking at kind of all of those things and identifying, you know, is it coming from because everybody else is doing it mm-hmm. or is it coming from a real place of like, I'm just not as connected to this as I was. And I think explore that, you know, like, as we just said, like you can change anytime you want, you know, if you want to go one day from being a social media manager to the next day, offering consulting services on maybe social media strategy, rather than doing management of an account offer that to somebody new, see if that catches with your audience. And I think play with it, you know, like you're, you're doing this for yourself to start. So play with all the different things that are coming to you. I'm trying to think of like an example with somebody that I worked with. And, um, I think truthfully, the pandemic kind of forced people to do things differently. So Mm -hmm. let's say that your business offers a service where you go into people's homes you might want to continue doing that, but you need to find something else that also brings you one joy and two, an income to keep your business going. So kind of identifying where this, like, I think I need to make a shift is coming from and just leaning into what feels best for you. I love that. I hope that makes sense. It does. It totally does. does. Thank you so much for having this awesome chat with us, Sam. Why don't you let people know where they can find you and how they can work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I am on Instagram at rooted with Sam and my podcast is rooted. You can also look up rooted with Sam and it comes up too. So it's perfect. (laughs) Um, and you can work with me by shooting me a DM on Instagram. I also have a link in my bio that you can follow as well. I have a mastermind coming up this fall. I'd love to have anyone who is a solopreneur that really wants a good community support system and to learn new ways to expand their business. I really invite you to come and uh, get up in my DMs and we'll talk about it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And thank you to everyone for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode. Go check Sam out now. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts, or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day, and we will chat with you again next episode.